This is the word to stand on for life with Pastor Ron Arbaugh. The word to stand on for life is a radio ministry of Calvary Chapel in San Antonio. A live call-in show here to help you answer your questions about the Bible and how to apply the Word to your daily life. For more information on Calvary Chapel, visit our website, calvarysa.com. Get your Bible questions ready and call in now to 210-340-9585. It's The Word to Stand On for Life with Pastor Ron Arbaugh. Welcome to the Pro It's a Live show today. I'll explain in a moment what happened yesterday. I'm Pastor Ron Arwaugh from Calvary Chapel in San Antonio, Texas, and you are listening to The Word to Stand On for Life, a program dedicated to taking your phone calls and answering your Bible questions, life questions, or pretty much whatever's on your heart. All you have to do is call us. You can dial 210-340-9585. That's 340-9585. If you're outside the local San Antonio area, you can call us toll-free at 877-630-KSLR. Numerically, that's 630-5757. You can email questions to us by emailing questions at calvarysa.com, or you can use our free Calvary Chapel of San Antonio mobile app and send your questions that way. If you're driving in your car, the safest way to call is to use the hands-free feature in your phone on the K free KSLR mobile app. Just hit the Call Now banner. At the top of the screen, you'll be connected directly to our studio producer. Now, we're doing sort of a hybrid show today. Paula was here yesterday. I was here yesterday for the Date Day show and uh, went through our sound checks. Everything went well, and then all of a sudden we were completely disconnected. So we don't know what the problem was, but we've got it fixed for today. And I said, Paula, because of popular demand, we need, people want you in the show. Mm. Thursday's the favorite show of the week. Mm. And so we asked you to come back. But that's two Fridays in a row we've turned uh, it into a day-day show. Yeah. We could just make it like uh, Finally Friday or <laughs> Funny Girl Friday or, let's see, we could come up with all kind of, it's like, whoa. It's Friday, but I don't know. So anyway, I'm happy to be here again. And I don't know if we have enough time because I have so much to talk about. (laughs) And you know how I am. I'll just jump all over the place, but i got a lot to say today. Well, because it's a hybrid show, though. What's that mean? That means if people call in, they want regular questions or anything else. It doesn't have to be related to what you're talking Mm -hmm. about. Mm -hmm. So you just talk until people call. Okay, there. Okay. There you go. So it's sort of your show today. It is. And so... I wanted to uh, let everybody know that uh, baby uh, Micah Aaron Hinaire is doing much better for all of you who have been praying for our little preemie baby. Um, he's doing better, but keep praying. Um, he's not out of the woods yet. You know, three pounds, 10 ounces at birth, and then I think he probably lost a little bit because he was he had a little hole in his stomach, but it's all fixed, and he seems to be doing well. So, you know, for for us and so many of us, you know, because Ron and I are now great grandparents. Um, you know, you you wake up those few times during the night, and the first thing is, "Oh Lord, please let baby Micah be okay." You know, and so 
when you first wake up in the morning and then there is a report because that's what we're looking for. Please, Lord, let it be a good report. That's, that's why I got about three hours of sleep last oh, night. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I know. A couple of times, a couple of times in the night, you went like this. <clears throat> and I can tell that's when you're, you're tossing and turning, praying for other people. And, and, you know, in the past, there have been times when you are tossing and turning so much. It's like, in fact, I said to you one time, I said, you okay? You are flopping like a fish in here. You know, it, it, when I was younger, I could I could wake up and then go right back to sleep. Now I just stay awake. And so it's you like, need to be more quiet because yeah. I could go back to sleep. If you want to stay up and pray, go ahead. But no, it was it was cute. I can tell you're struggling in prayer for something, someone, many things, whatever. But um, but baby Micah Aaron is is doing better. Let's keep praying. Okay, so, um, you know, we had our last Sweet Summer Devotion of the season, so I want to talk about that before I talk about other things. And um, our theme this year was, I called, you answered, from Romans ten thirteen. you know. I called, you answered, and, and um, I think she did great. And, and, you know, our last three ladies, oh, Tanya Pinnell, yeah, Tanya Pinnell, our last three ladies of this year, were giving their testimonies for the very first time. And I just think that's really exciting because what that does is now that they got it all kind of like um, uh, down in their, in their minds and they have it on paper, they're going to be giving their testimony like Paul did. That's why I always <laughs> think, well, what, did, what was Paul like the first time he gave his testimony? And so um, people will be asking them and they will be even more prepared um, and having gone through the times of remembering you know so many of the bad memories they they found out it they don't really hurt as much mm -hmm. as they used to because they're all now new in Christ and they can take all of that pain and um, bitterness unforgiveness and they've been able to dump it at the feet of the Lord well in Tanya's uh, case you, you got to go and listen to it everybody out there a whole lot of scary and, and terrible things in big ways happened to her, and yet she said the whole time that she was scared and, and disappointed, she was never angry. And, I, you know, that's one of those, that's a God-given thing. She, she's such a nice, joy-filled woman. It's, it's hard for me to imagine her ever being angry. Yeah. Yeah, no, she said she was never angry, scared all the time. She said she was only angry at, at one person, that was Eddie. So <laughs> <laughs> that's her husband. Yeah, but, you know, they've, they're still together and they're doing well. Um, but, yeah, you've got to go and listen to it because I couldn't, I couldn't do it justice to even repeat a lot of what she said. But the one thing at the end, she said, um, because well, with all the things that, she went through she's been asking the lord for years lord use me and he does and he gives her openings not pushing her beliefs on anyone but if they give her an opening she's just not shy this is the thing she said this next year and school year uh, for because teachers she's a teacher they 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 think in school year yeah. not january to december and so she said Take a leap of faith. Be bold because people need the Lord. And so she understands that her life is not her own. She's been bought with a price. 
She knows where she's going. But what about the other people? And she works with um, uh, uh, troubled kids, troubled kids. And, I mean, she's seen and heard some things that these kids have seen and heard and experienced physically, violently. Um, and so she has a, a great platform of authority to be able to stand and talk. I, my life is not anything close to hers. And in a way, I'm kind of praising the Lord. I don't have that call. But, <laughs> man. But, but we, we all have that call to, to, to share what Christ has done for us, to, uh, to, to share his goodness, um, even to share his plan for people. And, and too often, and I, I was grateful to hear her say that because too often we think, well, but that makes me uncomfortable. We don't have a choice in that matter. And, and her, in a, as a school teacher, you know, they're not supposed to talk about religion. Mm-hmm. And yet we've got to decide to do what God says, not what man says, and live with the consequences. Mm-hmm. And not only, as I said a minute ago, she was such a nice woman mm-hmm. and, and so full of joy. Um, but all you have to do is look at her and you know that she's a tough woman. Mm. And when I say somebody's tough, it's one of the I, highest compliments I can pay somebody. Yes, I so I, I don't mean that. that she looks tough, but mm-hmm. you can tell that she is tough. Mm-hmm. And and she's willing to deal with whatever happens for being obedient to the Lord. I'm just really blessed. Yeah, There's going to be a whole bunch of kids who maybe never make it to Calvary Chapel San Antonio because she invites some when, when she can, um, who may never get here. But maybe one day they're going to look back and say, you know that that teacher we had, that counselor we had? If nothing else, you know she believed Mm -hmm. Jesus. I just had that conversation with our son Ronnie a few minutes ago. He's listening to your Isaiah studies. And so I asked him, I said, so Ronnie, uh, what are you getting out of Isaiah? And he said, so far, um, I said, is the Lord talking to you? He said, so far... uh, the Lord's not saying anything, and I'll let you know that. But the one thing is Dad's passion. <laughs> he said it would not drive anyone away. And I said, yeah, I totally agree. I say that to him all the time. And he, he prays that if when people come to the church, if they don't believe Jesus for themselves, at least they should see that I truly love him. And uh, Ronnie says, without a doubt. So there you go, Dad. <laughs> I told you I was going to contact him because he said he was going to start, and I needed to know. You know, Mom, I need to know. Are you done about sweet seven emotions? Uh, yes. Okay. Let's take a phone call, interrupt, and, and, or not that you're interrupting Reuben, but Reuben from Seguin is on line one. Reuben, thanks for calling. God bless you, Pastor Ron, and uh, um, your wife there. I pray that you are doing well, and uh, I definitely will keep um, Micah, is it, in prayer? Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, Thank you. Uh, you're welcome. Um, I'm calling with a very, very heavy heart right now. And uh, first, before I say anything, I, I just want to thank God. Um, I have to thank God. Um, I don't understand why things happen the way that they happen. And uh, I dare not question God anymore. Only thing I ask is that the Church of God... Uh, your church, who has been praying for me for the past seven, eight years, uh, will once again lift me up in prayer. 
Um, I have some bad news. Um, my dad came home Wednesday, and I was so happy about that. And uh, yesterday morning when I woke up, I went into his room, and I, uh, I found him on the floor. Um, don't know how long he had been on the floor, but there was blood all over the place uh, from his knees and from his elbows where he was trying to crawl and get back into bed. And um, he uh, he was conscious, but barely. Um, I had to call EMS to come and get him. And um, so right now he's in the ICU here in Seguin again. Um, the doctors tell me uh, it's still complications of COVID. He doesn't have the virus anymore, but uh, since he is an elderly man, um, even in me, I'm a young I'm a I'm a young man, but even in me, I could still feel the effects of this virus in my body. Although I, I'm not positive anymore, but in him, who's he's an elderly gentleman, um, it's going to linger for a long time, and it it took a lot out of him. And I think the hospital in Hondo let him go prematurely. Um, but uh, that's neither here nor there. But um, he's in ICU right now. And uh, I just thank God. I just thank God for his will. I don't understand it. And I may not like it, but I know that my God has a reason for everything. And if he's gotten me through the past seven years of my life, I know that he's going to get me through this. And uh, again, I just want to thank you, Pastor Ron, for everything that you've ever done for me in my life. Believe me, you've helped me a lot. And I know that there are people who have legitimate Bible questions, and I don't mean to take time, but um, if you could uh, just pray, that would that would help me a lot. We'll we'll do that, Ruben. God bless you. And let me let me say first that that when you said you you have to give thanks when you when you began, I I have to give thanks no matter the circumstance. I'm teaching tonight out of Ephesians chapter one, where where Paul says. Um, um, in verse 15, and for this reason, ever since I heard about your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love for all the saints, I have not stopped giving thanks for you, remembering you in my prayers. And the idea there, it's in the continuous present tense, so it is it is a praying without ceasing type of relationship he has. Um, and, and um, you know, when we go through difficult things, um, the, the thing we need to do instead of looking out, we need to look up. And that's where our source of strength is. So, Reuben, we will be praying for him. Um, I'm going to pray very quickly now, and then uh, um, we'll go on. But thank you, Reuben. I appreciate it. Father, we lift Reuben's dad to you and ask that not only would you heal him, but you take the, 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 the lingering effects of, of this virus away from him. And I would ask that you do the same thing for our Reuben, Lord. Give his body strength. And even through all of that, we know that we can give thanks because you, Jesus, are a man acquainted with sorrows and grief. You alone understand what we're going through in this world, and you understand Reuben's pain. So surround him in your love. And we ask you, Jesus, to have mercy on his dad for your glory. Amen. Thank you, Reuben. appreciate it very, very much. Let's go to New Brumfels and talk with Alan on line two. Alan, thanks for calling. You're on the air. Hi, Pastor Ron. I'm Paula. Hi, Hi, Alan. After after, uh, following Ruben, uh, 
what I have to share. I, I guess what, what I have to share kind of goes along with, with what's going on with Ruben. You know, I, I was going to, uh, yesterday, uh, when you weren't live, I was thinking, well, I hope something bad ha- hasn't happened to Mike and he's at the hospital or something. <laughs> you know, being part of the foundations class, uh, you know, I'm really into praying and, and that God will, will heal that little baby. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's actually, and, uh, he's actually doing better, Alan. So I thank you for your prayers. He's getting better. Yes. Yeah. He yeah. is getting better. And I'm just thanking the Lord. And, uh, and then the next thing I wanted to share was I listened to Tanya's testimony mm-hmm. and, you know, all the things that she went through as a, ch- as a child, you know, makes the, the problems of my life, um, <laughs> so minimal mm-hmm. but she you know she survived it all mm-hmm. and then uh, Ellen, she she Ellen, she thrived it all she didn't just survive it she thrived it yeah 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 that's that's right and the only other thing i wanted to ask was uh that when hezekiah prayed for healing was that a was that a selfish prayer? You know, it led to the birth of Manasseh and, and all that. And that 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 I I can you can kind of go into that. I can do that. Thank you, Alan. Appreciate it very very much. Um, knowing Hezekiah's character, I'm sure there was an element of selfishness in it. I have no heir. He would say, "What's the point in?" in leaving all of this and you know it's one of those things and, and I think we all do this in the faith of in the face of death or when we're afraid of something it's like okay God well I've done this and I've done this and why is this happening to me and I'm sure there was some of that now that doesn't mean that Hezekiah was a bad king we know he wasn't but um, what, what it should teach us is not to mess with God's perfect will Manasseh uh, was born in those 15 years, and he was the most evil king that uh, Israel ever had. Not only that, but but a, a trophy to God's grace, because Manasseh repented at the end, and we will actually see Manasseh in heaven. And um, it, it's an amazing thing. But, yeah, I think it was at least in part motivated by selfishness, in part motivated by fear. Uh, I think sometimes, Alan, as we get older, we get to that place where we think, well, well, Lord, what's the point of all of this? Uh, and uh, and I'm sure all of those elements uh, were involved. One of the things that we always have to keep in mind when we're dealing with the Old Testament characters is that unlike you, Alan, and unlike me, um, Hezekiah didn't have the Holy Spirit. So they were kind of on their own. They were governed by the law of God. And the law, we know, never created believers. The law only condemned people. And so he was a, uh, one, of those, one of those guys who was doing the best he could, trying to do it with the right heart. But because our hearts aren't good at their core, um, he messed up a lot of things. And, of course, the enemy, especially as the king of Israel, the enemy would be pounding him constantly, uh, especially when he allows things like fear or selfish motivation for prayers or anything like that get in the way. So um, that's a great story. 
Um, I, I got to teach it not long ago in Isaiah. Uh, but such it's such an important story that's told both in uh, the Kings Chronicles and in uh, by the prophet Isaiah. Good question. Um, you know, Paula, one, one of the things that Alan said I'd like you to comment on, um, we have a tendency, we hear somebody else's story and think, oh man, they've had it so much worse than I do. Or, you know, I think it was when we, when we grew up, we were raised, your, your mom would put food, say, well, there's children in China who are starving or children in yeah, Africa who are starving. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And so you've got to eat all your food. And so there's always guilt. But here's the thing that we need to understand. Somebody else going through suffering that's worse than my suffering doesn't diminish my suffering in the least. Not at all. And, you know, our our eyes are not to be on somebody else's greater suffering. Our eyes are to be on the King of Kings and Lord of Lords uh, who suffered for us and then allows us to share in the fellowship of his sufferings. And, um, you know, I, I don't want anybody feeling guilty because, oh, man, I haven't been doing good. and Somebody else has it much worse than I ever had it. Um, that's not the way to approach those things. The enemy uses that and twists and turns and manipulates. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You know, um, Pastor Ron, you sent us home. When is Second Timothy? Is that Friday? What day is it? Sunday. Sunday. Oh, my goodness. I'm telling you. It's a lot. <laughs> my brain is small. It's on overload. Can you see the smoke? So anyway, you sent us home with some homework, uh, looking at Second Timothy 2, 3 through 7, and, uh, you know, the affairs of civilian life and, uh, you know, the officer you know, who en- enlisted them, you know, to stay on task. And, um, and I was looking at, and then you referenced, uh, Psalm 86, verses 6 and 7. And uh, right there it says, you know, be thankful. Let thankfulness uh, be your sacrifice to God and keep the vows you made to the Most High. Well, you know, I was thinking about Psalm 86 for us. It was our women's retreat theme, Psalm 8610. And I remember uh, Sam, our, our producer here, would never use the word retreat when he would, you know, say the women's, you know, you girls going away up to the mountain is coming. He wouldn't use the word retreat. So um, at the retreat. That, that's the Marine in him. Yeah, that's the Marine in him. <laughs> but at, Flesh. Yeah. <laughs> at the retreat this year that we had right before all of this craziness started, that was the last meeting kind of event thing that we had. I gave the definition for retreat. And the first one was an act of moving back or withdrawing, an act of changing one's decisions, plans, or attitude. That can be good and that can be bad. Um, But then the other one, which is what I'm going to take you on next week, Pastor Ron, (laughs) just get in the car and put your seatbelt on. We're going somewhere. A retreat, a noun, second definition. Do not take me to Louisiana. Be nice. (laughs) (laughs) A quiet or secluded place in which one can rest and relax. A period of seclusion for the purposes of prayer and meditation on the word. Retreat. Um, You know, right now we've been all kind of moving back, and a lot of us are withdrawing. And unfortunately, in some cases, it's an act of changing one's decisions to follow Jesus, no turning back, and the plans of 
you know, because God's the same yesterday, today, and forever, of, of, of not meeting together and the attitude of we shouldn't be meeting together. But at the same time, I am so thrilled. Last night was the, the parents' night for our school. There were quite a few parents there, and I was so proud. Maybe they had withdrawn for a little while, and who's not afraid? Um, but they have decided to follow Jesus, no turning back, no turning back. The plans that God has for them is where they want to be, and their attitude is, in fact, one of the the mothers called me just a little while ago to say, I didn't tell my mom that my, her grandson is going back to school. I picked my battles very carefully <laughs> until it was time for us to leave. Um, but she said, oh, yeah, he's going to be in school. And that's where he needs to be. That's where I need to be. And so uh, a lot of people's attitudes have been shifted, and I'm very encouraged by that. Um, but for some, still need to be in that quiet and secluded place in which one can rest and relax. But the only way we can rest and relax is, yeah, he's pointing to me right now, you guys in the radio audience, one finger, which means one minute. But I'm taking it as... Um, Rest and relax by looking up to Jesus and focusing on him and giving him your time, your mind, your heart, your very self so that you can rest and relax. We've got 30 minutes left in the sort of date day edition of the program, <laughs> even though it's Friday. 340-9585 or toll free 877-630-KSLR. We'll be back in two minutes. Don't have time to call into the Word to Stand On for Life? No problem. If you've got questions, you can email them to Pastor Ron at PastorRonKSLR at gmail.com. That's PastorRonKSLR at gmail.com. back to the word to stand on for life we're taking your calls at 340-9585 or toll free 877-630-KSLR now here's pastor ron arbaugh welcome back to our final 30 minutes of the week we'd love your calls and questions 340-9585 paula you let it out of the bag so i'll do it at the top i probably won't remember at the bottom we are going to be gone next week for a few days during the week. So Pastor Ken will be doing the radio show live. And on Thursday, uh, Pastor Ken and his wife May will be doing the date day show as well. And you guys will all be blessed abundantly as a result. So figure out some really hard. Ken's a lot smarter than I am, a lot smarter than I am. So take some really hard questions for him and uh, give him a call next week on the program. Okay, Paula. Yeah, and May, May is, she and Natasha are our nice pastor's wives. When we go places, you know, usually we put Natasha up first. You know, Natasha, you go ask them. But if Natasha is Natasha is officially the nicest person <laughs> in the world. Then May is right there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, the but Natasha is way up there. Yeah. Yeah. She's, she's the, really, really nice. the nicest person in the world. <laughs> And May is so sensitive to yeah. people's needs, and just I love yeah. watching her minister. Yeah, when, when May is teaching, she never fails to say this: "Jesus loves you." 
<laughs> you know, when she says it, she know she means it. You know, she she's and, really. You know, yesterday I had the the caller who asked me if it was me singing our intro song. Oh yes, yes, yes. And I laughed and said no, mm-hmm. but Maze is the voice that's on our teaching program yeah. um, on KSLR and on other stations throughout the country. Mm-hmm. Um, she's the one who says, fall in love with the Bible. You will fall in love with Jesus. We promise. Yeah. So she's the one who does yeah. our announcements, intros yeah. and outros. I, I, you know, I don't get to hear the end of the shows too often. Um, but, man, whenever I do, I see her face and that, that voice, her smile. She's just the best. So, anyway, you, uh, you audience people, keep listening. So I was talking about, um, you know, our call as good soldiers. And so a good soldier, the words never retreat. Um, and then as athletes, we're, we're athletes because uh, we're there to win the prize, that crown that says, um, you know, so you can get that trophy. Well done, good and faithful servant. But we've got to follow the rules. And for me, I wrote down deny self and discipline, you know. Uh, discipline, I have to get up in the morning first thing and, and read the word and ask the Lord, okay, like you, what about me? What about today? I don't want to miss any opportunities. And um, just thinking about yesterday, after the non-show <laughs> that we didn't have, we waited around for the non-show. Well, we went out to dinner, and I did a, we did a Pastor Ron move yesterday because uh, our waitress, you could see she had a couple tattoos. And on one arm, it said, warrior, good soldier. But on the other arm, it said, Humble, a humble warrior, you know, not one with hands on their hips and, you know, you're going down. Not that at all. I'm going to be on my knees praying for you, a humble warrior, because we, we as Christians get to be on our knees humbly praying before the one who's able to change things, the one who's able to fight our battles, the one who's able to heal us the one who's able to restore us into right fellowship with him. And so, but we got to be disciplined and follow the rules as uh, the athlete. You know, every race, they have those annoying lanes that you have to stay in. <laughs> <laughs> they seem so skinny. Yeah, but, but um, you, you know, we've seen in, in huge Olympic finals, we've seen relay teams or runners that are disqualified because they step on the line mm-hmm. into somebody else's lane. And, um, and, and Paul's illustration is so important for us. We can't do what we think God wants us to do our way. We've got to stay in between the lanes. We've got to discipline ourselves to run our race, always looking forward. The other thing that I, I remember growing up is, is they would train you when you were running in a race that you never looked up, you never looked down, you looked at the finish line. Mm-hmm. And, and so as Christians, we're to, we're to look at the finish line mm-hmm. and strive through that finish line. And it's, um, I, I think sometimes we have a tendency to forget that there are rules and those rules matter. The ends do not justify the means. Yeah. It, it, the Bible says don't look left or right. You know, and you always say you want to follow Jesus so closely that if he stops you bump into him if we would do that we'd be all right don't look left don't look right don't you know like the mechanics you talk about sometimes you know they they're looking to see what somebody else has instead of being grateful and thankful for what they have 
And focused and on. Focused, <laughs> focused on. So, uh, to win the prize, we got to be focused. And then, the, the my favorite one. Let's, wait, let's, let's, yeah, let's take, oh, yes, let's take a, a call and then we'll get to the to the third one. Let's go to San Antonio on line one. Greg, Greg, thank you for calling. You're on the air. Hey, best Ron. Hey, good to hear you guys. Um, got a question. Hey, um, I I had uh, I can't remember who I was listening to. It could have been David Jeremiah. Somebody listens to the radio all the time. And, and I'm sure I heard it before, but it just hit me. He made a comment that all the scripture that Jesus quoted when he was being tested uh, all came from Deuteronomy. And mm-hmm. so I know there's got to be um, a really significant reason for that. And so I'm, I want to kind of do a study on it. Have you ever done a complete study through De- Deuteronomy? Yeah, I have, I Greg, and we've got yeah, we, we've got it online. I've got my notes online, but I've also got the teachings online at calvarysa.com. And Deuteronomy was not by far Jesus' favorite Old Testament book because he quoted extensively from it. Purchase on a CD? Oh, no, you don't have to purchase it. It's there for free. Well, but if I if I want to get it on a CD, can it is it available on CD? Well, I don't I, I don't think we have that technology anymore. It's old. Really? Oh. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, it it can be downloaded though, right? Somehow. Yeah, I, Greg, I, I'm I'm the the worst technical person you've ever talked to, so. Um, I, I just I said, well, where are our CDs? And they they laugh at me like CDs. That's like so nineties, and and so. Uh, but but all of that stuff is available for free at calvarysa.com. and the notes are there, and they can be copied and pasted mm-hmm. uh, as well. But yeah, I've I've done the whole book of Deuteronomy. And if you if you call the office here at two one zero six five eight eight three three seven and ask for Sam, he'll help you through that process. On Monday. Okay, On Monday. Okay, great. Okay. okay, good deal. Thanks. All right, thanks, guys. Thank you, Greg. Welcome. Appreciate Thank it very, you. very much. You know, Paul, a long time ago when uh, it was Pastor Ken who first asked me, um, said, so, so, Pastor Ron, why don't you put your notes online? I said, Ken, who would want to see my notes? Mm-hmm. And he said, you'd be surprised. Mm-hmm. And the amount of hits we get on on those commentaries is overwhelming to mm-hmm. me. I'm on there. If they know who it was, <laughs> I'm, I'm reading those notes too. I'm listening to the studies, yeah. Um, and I figure I'm married to you, we're one flesh. It's not plagiarism, you know. <laughs> so, anyway. But I, 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 I'm thankful the notes are on there too. Um, so, hardworking farmer. That's mm-hmm. my... That's, that's the my, third one. Mm-hmm, that's the third one. Where, you know, keep your hand to the plow. There you go. Don't look to the left or to the right, because if you're not keeping your eye on that row, you have a crooked row. And um, so keep your hand to the plow and keep your eye on the prize and um, don't shrink back with the rest of that hardworking farmer. Um, When I was taking my notes, it was like, don't shrink back, because if I just stand still or if I move backwards, the work's not going to get done. The seeds aren't going to get planted, like talking to the young lady with the warrior and the humble tattoo. Um, I said, so you're a Christian? And she said, yes. And then you were able to say, praise the Lord. And she said she was a Baptist. And I was like, that's okay. (laughs) (laughs) We're not a denomination, but we're all going to meet at the same place. And she said it like she was kind of halfway apologizing. I was like, well, okay. Um, But 
Yeah, don't shrink back. We have the Great Commission, and so everywhere we go, I love that because, um, you know, sometimes I'll just, you know, talk, and then they'll ask a question, I'm like, ooh, praise the Lord, Pastor Ron is right here. Go on, Pastor Ron, you're up. (laughs) (laughs) But, yeah, Philemon 6, I pray that you'll be active in sharing your faith. And and what's happened for me in particular um, during this COVID time, you know, so many people have questions. And, you know, I know I'm supposed to give them, what is it, 210, what's the numbers? Oh. <laughs> 340-9585. But uh, I've been going out to a whole bunch of lunches. I hope I'm not going to get the COVID-19, baby, please. No, the COVID-16. It's the COVID-16. 16 pounds? COVID-19 is the disease, oh, the yeah. You're okay. thinking about the 16 oh, pounds. My goodness, yeah, I don't want to get the COVID-16 pounds, but I've been going out to a lot of lunches and, uh, you know, just sharing what the Lord's been doing in my life, um, but really listening to what the Lord's been doing in the lives of those who've been inviting me out um, just to talk about what God's done has been so much fun. And and you know what, Pastor Ron? I know the word better than I thought. Mm-hmm. Because as I, as people are talking, I see the stories of, mm-hmm. of what they're talking about. And, and the Bible just comes to life. Let me, you know, uh, Paul, the homework assignment that I gave last Sunday was verse 7 in uh, 2 Timothy chapter 2. Uh, reflect on these things and the Lord will give you insight. And of course, we all want insight from the Lord. Mm-hmm. And uh, for, for me personally, and I think for the, the time that we are living through now uh, as, as a church, not just Calvary Chapel, but the church, um, I, I think the hardworking farmer is the one that speaks... Um, the, the most to us. Okay. Um, you know, um, we men especially, you, know, you, you women aren't as ego-driven as we are, but, you know, we think about the soldier. Yeah, we, we grew up playing soldier. Yeah, we're tough and we'll fight and we can do that. And it's almost sort of exciting, like it's an adventure. And then we think about the, the, the athlete, the, the runner in the race, and we think, yeah, we, we're, we're competitors and we like to win the race. But, but when it gets to farmers... I've never in my life said, wow, I want to be a farmer. Mm-mm. I've never said Mm-mm. that. And even if we've been watching some people who do this farming stuff, I know why I never said I <laughs> wanted to be it. But the idea is that farming is tedious. Mm-hmm. It is monotonous. It is the same every day. If you look up the word of exciting in the dictionary, it says not farming. <laughs> Because there's nothing exciting yeah. about it. Yeah. Now, there's moments when you have cows or horses that give birth, but but it, it's just it's just plowing. It's just working. It's getting up before dark and uh, before dawn, rather, and, and going to bed early because you're so bone tired. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's just grinding. Yeah. And we're in one of those times now under quarantine or semi-quarantine, whatever you'd call this. Um, we're, we're in a place where life is tedious now. Life is monotonous. Uh, we feel like we're in a rut. Uh, it's easy to, to drift away, uh, to, to, to become sort of engrossed in other things that aren't edifying. And uh, we know people are struggling. And it's, it's in times like this that we need to be like the farmer. There's another thing about, about the farmer. And uh, I, I think about First Kings chapter 19 when, um, I think it's chapter 19, when um, Elijah, yeah, it's chapter 19, when Elijah was, was um, 
um, picking his successor. And he comes to Elisha. Mm -hmm. And Elisha, who has still got tests to go through, you know, there's still going to be a bunch of years that he's going to follow being discipled by Elijah. And yet, when he's called by God to do this, he burns all of his farm tools. He slaughters his animals. He, he, you know, you, you, you guys have the meat. That's, mm-hmm. but, but, but he was cutting off everything there was no plan that tied him to the old life. Yeah. And, and that's what we need to be able to do at a time like this. You know, I, I didn't want to talk about COVID. You mentioned it several times today. But, you know, we've got um, um, the state of California now um, um, filing for a restraining order against John MacArthur. And if this works, um, they're, they will be uh, doing the same thing for the other churches that are in defiant. Um, there's an emergency hearing tomorrow. Um, but but the, we've got to be men and women who say, you know what, I'm going to keep plowing. You know, people already saying Romans 13 up. Well, you know, you've got to obey the authorities. Yeah, you do, but not when it conflicts with what God's told us to do. And And we've got to be bold enough and brave enough to say, that you know they can scare everybody all they want. They can they can legislate everything. But as for us, what did Peter and John say? You told us not to preach in this name anymore. We can't stop declaring this name. So you decide whether it's right to do what's right in the eyes of men or in the eyes of God. And and you know what I would like, and God I don't have the power to do this. But I would like for every Christian who thinks they need to stay home. I would like for every Christian to just pray about that. Open your Bibles and pray about that because God would never, ever tell somebody to stay away. Now, there are people, and I want to emphasize this so I'm not misunderstood. There are people who need to stay at home. They're high-risk categories. They're, they're, they're people with, with all kinds of immune compromises. And they need to stay home. That's wisdom. But we're scaring healthy people away from church. And it never, ever ought to be as it is. Yeah. And it, it just never should be. Pray for John MacArthur in the, the hearing tomorrow. Uh, they're going in based on um, the Constitution of the United States of America, established law, and um, the city is, uh, or the city, the county, and the state uh, have made him uh, an object of, of their vengeance, and they're out to get him. And um, so tomorrow there is an emergency hearing. And I, I just, I admire a guy who's 81 years old. He's been a pastor for 50 years, and he's willing to go to jail, if that's what it takes, to have the body of Christ meet together. Paula, there was a, a sign in a yard on my exercise route uh, coming up here, and that sign, it said, it's, it's a church, I won't name the church, but it says, um, um, serving Christ by loving others. And what that means is our church is closed. Because we're going to love others. That's not loving others. Anytime we don't take a stand for Christ is not loving others. It's compromising our witness. And we need to be men and women who are so committed like that farmer. You know, when, when the farmer gets up and it's snowing out, when the farmer gets up, it's raining out. Um, when his, his 
machinery breaks down. He's got to do it by hand. He didn't say, oh, you know what? I'm going to take the day off. This is just too hard. He doesn't get the chance to do that. Well, as Christians, we don't get the opportunity to do that either. Okay, Paul, I've taken all your time. <laughs> no, it's okay. You know, uh, the one thing we do, both of us know, is that, uh, like with Sarah, people have fears. And um, God is patient and loving and gentle. And he will, he will eventually coax those out, you know, but what, what, we what? sing all these songs. I trust you, Lord. My life belongs to you. Um, you are good, and your mercy endures forever. You are our healer, our provider, all those things. And we sing them, and we say amen. And yet, when, you know, things well, what, like What was Sarah commended for in Hebrews? For not giving in, not giving in to, to her to, fear. Mm-hmm. She was afraid. Yeah, she was afraid. And we're all afraid. Yeah. And the, what, I'm, what I was getting to is... Um, though she she laughed and, and kind of questioned God, am I going to have this pleasure, you know, now that I'm old and, you know, 24 years they've been waiting for this promise of this baby for themselves. And um, she got to that place of, of doubt, you know, of doubt. Oh, so really after 24 years I'm worn out? I'm going to enjoy this pleasure, especially my husband's old too, you know. And so she laughed, and then the Lord says, "Why did Why did she laugh?" And she she lied and said, "I didn't laugh." And the Lord says, "Yeah, you did laugh." And that's what you know. I remember some of the people going through this fear right now when our lovely Davina was killed, and um, immediately the enemy was there to pound me because they didn't. They hadn't found that guy yet. Um, and and it was the men's retreat weekend, so you weren't even going to be home. So it was just me at the house. And I remember the fear of that same guy who murdered Davina is going to come to my house. The enemy is powerful. Fear is a great tool of his. And yet the sweetest thing, which is where I'm my confidence in the Lord to, you know, go and get his people say, you know, come on, baby, it's okay. You, you know, you want to trust me. And you know what, you can trust me. And he was just very gently saying to me, but I have you. You're mine. You don't have to worry about that. But I remember that fear of all the people in all the world. You know, that one guy is going to find me at my house. Fear, fear is healthy, and we all experience it. But we've got to resolve yeah. not to give in to it. Paula, we got a follow-up from Greg on line one from earlier. Greg, thanks for calling back. You're on the air. Hey, Pastor Ron. I uh, just want to mention that I heard your uh, comment the other day concerning uh, Max Cato. And I completely mm-hmm. agree with what you said. I mean, I, I love Max. He's, I've, I've read so many of his books and his gift cards are so neat. And he's just a great speaker. But just, that, that bothers me also. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I don't have anything to say, Greg. I, I obviously I agree with you because that's the comment I made in response to the question. But that just sort of shows you how uh, the church has been um, emasculated, I'll use a, a, a male gender term, but, but 
um, we, we've lost our way. And uh, I, I think through constant compromise, um, our witness has lost a lot of its power. Thank you, Greg. I appreciate it very, very much. Well, Paula, it looks like you've got some time left. Really? Okay. (laughs) What am I going to talk about now? Oh, yeah, you know what? I was thinking uh, the enemy knows the cracks. And when you did uh, the study in Nehemiah, you know, uh, fixing the cracks in our walls, because the enemy knows the buttons to push, you know, whether it's our health or our finances, our, our marriages or whatever. He knows the exact buttons to push for each one of us. And so, uh, you know, when Nehemiah went and he's checking out all the rubble and all that stuff, it was a reminder, you know, as far as the retreat, being quiet and being secluded for that time of prayer, um, Lord, what's the rubble in my life? And so to get that cleared away, and I, in my mind, I'm seeing that. I'm beginning to see that. Um, and... and for myself, clearing off some of the rubble because I can get busy and distracted and um, want to kind of lose myself in other things so I don't have to think about all that's going on, you know, because I don't want to get angry. You know, the the answer to Greg's um, thing about uh, Max Lucado saying, you know, pastors need to and and, uh, stand up and, and confess their that's never been here. And that's why I'm Mama Paula to everybody. Um, all colors, shapes, sizes, whatever. Um, and I'm so grateful. Uh, but to clear off the rubble in, in, in our hearts, because even Christians, and Max said he used a, a derogatory term, um, that should never be. When I'm clearing off my rubble, I don't have that one. I'm so thankful. Um, I loved when Melissa said when she went to kindergarten that first day, she didn't know there was color. Somebody had to teach her that. And that's what's happened in our world. We've been taught opposite of what Jesus wants us to, to, to be and to know. And that's why having that disciplined life um, will help us to understand Jesus created us. I mean, do the process of Adam and Eve, you know, that. but we all are the same on the inside. Yeah, you know, Paula, going back to your metaphor of running in the, in the lanes, um, when, when, the, when the genuinely born-again believer is running his or her race and we're in the lanes, on either side of our lane is, is a lane called guilt and the other one is a lane called condemnation. And the devil's always trying to get us to run in those lanes. Mm-hmm. And now even Christians are trying to get us to do guilt. Well, I'm white. Um, I have white privilege. It, it's absolute nonsense. Uh, Acts chapter 17 says clearly that we were born where we are, when we were, mm-hmm. because it's easier to find God. Yeah. So we're, we're none of us an accident. Yeah. We need to remember that. Yes. Hey, a quick remember, uh, reminder. Uh, Paul and I will be gone for the first... Four days, five days next week. Pastor Ken and May will be doing the program, so um, please tune in and call them. You've been listening to the Word to Stand Up for Life. I'll see you in a week. Sunday services, 8.30 and 10.15. See you there. Bye-bye. Thanks for spending this time with Calvary Chapels, the Word to Stand On for Life with Pastor Ron Arbaugh. The Word to Stand On for Life is on every weekday afternoon at 4.00. 
And Pastor Ron invites you to find out more about Calvary Chapel at calvarysa.com. The Word to Stand On for Life was sponsored by Calvary Chapel of San Antonio.